Okay, everybody, I'm going to move us along to the non-denominational service and make sure they are ready for me here. Let's see. It's always interesting trying to juggle all of this, and I wasn't sure if I'd have time to play a promo or something while I'm kind of preoccupied making sure that uh, we are good to go here. So I'm going to join this. Here we go. We are live. We are live. I can I can hear it through through the A lady. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Hello, ACP family and friends. We are glad you are here and joined us this morning. Uh, we just want to welcome everybody here. Uh, I know we would rather be, I know I would rather be uh, in a face-to-face -face setting, but we are not. And due to the circumstances that we're dealing with, we will go on anyway. I want to pause this morning at this particular time to thank the ACB leadership and the staff who have put together this convention. Hopefully everybody has been participating and you joined in on some of the uh, workshops and tours and seminars on yesterday. And if you had a chance to listen in on the board meeting on Friday and, and the showcase on Friday night, certainly you've had a good time already. It, it doesn't beat being there in person, but due to the advances in technology and the smarts of our leadership and and staff we have put they have put together uh so far a really great convention so i i don't know about you but i've enjoyed myself but today we want to uh move forward and and, and what we would ordinarily normally do uh, in our non-denominational service. And to set the tone, I want us to consider uh, a, a passage of Scripture, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, uh, just to sort of set the tone for the day. It's in Proverbs, it's a very familiar passage of Scripture, and it says this, Trust in the Lord, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Consider that as we go through uh, today, and hopefully hold on to that as we move forward. I want to also pause just for a moment of uh, prayer in the way of invocation before we get started on what what uh, what I what I believe that the Lord has uh, given me to share with with us today let's pause almighty and eternal God we thank you for allowing us to come together today though we are are not in person we are together via technology but our hearts are as one as we come together around your word and this time of sharing. Grant us, Lord, your peace, power, and protection. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I want to delve into a, a, a subject I think is pretty interesting today. Uh, uh, under normal circumstances, at a face-to-face -face, uh, conference or convention, we would come together and gather in our little groups so that we can hold our non-denominational service where we have a chance to worship and praise the Lord. But doubtless, uh, by this time, many of you, or if not all of you, have found a way to stay in touch with uh, your local 
uh, church family, uh, whether in person or virtually. You know, we we we've been up already and uh, uh, listened to our church this morning. Uh, but we thought that it would be a good thing for us as as an ACB family to come together just for a bit, uh, and we wanted to offer uh, a word of encouragement. Uh, especially based on the things that we're dealing with in this time of uncertainty. During this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus uh, pandemic, I believe that many people are dealing with a sense of fear. And that's what I want to talk about today. Two sides of fear. Two sides of fear. Did you know that there's another side to fear. In his natural stint, fear is represented uh, by a number of discomforting and unpleasant terms. It's interesting to acknowledge how many synonyms there are that describe fear. Consider words such as alarm, agitation, Anxiety, apprehension, consternation, dismay, distress, dread, fright, foreboding, horror, panic, worry, and the list goes on and on and on. There are a few I left out. I may pick them up here in a minute, but we'll see. But but all these represent uh, really various degrees of fear. But they point out how real and pervasive fear can be. In that sense, when we're talking about the degrees of, of fear, uh, think about the difference between dread and panic, or a feeling of foreboding relative to a situation that causes a, a, a immediate alarm. Then there's the feeling of dismay compared to uh, a frightening occurrence or being agitated relative to an event uh, of terror. I would <clears throat> um, submit to you that all of these represent forms of fear, whether you're uneasy about something or whether your suspicions have been aroused. And that happens a lot these days. You can't be too careful about some things and, and some people that you deal with. Or you may be just apprehensive about the future. And certainly some of us can, can identify with that. Fear is real, and it can have a profound impact on us. By definition, fear is said to be painful agitation or an unpleasant emotional state in the presence of anticipation of danger. It implies anxiety and the loss of courage, confidence, and calm. And I believe that that's what we're dealing with today in this coronavirus and the so social upheaval that we're experiencing around the country and in a lot of cases around the world. These things have touched us in ways that we never thought possible from an emotional standpoint. If unchecked, these things will continue to grow or, or an increase. This is fear. That reminds me of a, of a little illustration I, I saw a couple of days ago where, where it, it says, uh, the man says, my rational fear of uh, moving stairs seems to be getting worse. You might say it's escalating. So if not contained, fear will continue to go higher and higher and grow and lead to some troubling 
emotional problems for us. All of us, though, have something we're fearful of. There are some things, uh, some fears we actually have in common. It is said that during this uh, coronavirus pandemic, there are some common fears. And they include, one, the fear of isolation, and that's being alone. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like being alone in normal circumstances too long. But when you have to be quarantined or you can't visit your family, uh, I can imagine that being alone is not a very fun time. Secondly, the loss of identity. Being alone uh, or being in a situation like this today uh, because we, we, don't, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, so we might ask ourselves, who am I and where do I fit in? Where, what happens? What's going to happen tomorrow? My identity may change. So we may end up questioning ourselves. And then there's the fear of death. Uh, I believe all of us have dealt with that uh, at some at some point. You know, we're not going to be here always. And sometimes, depending on where you are in your life and in your walk, uh, you, you've dealt with uh, thinking about death, your immortality. But now, this 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 last one is where I think we are today. And that is the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty that lurks around us today, the inability to control our situation. Uh, we we all can we all can sort of identify with that one, uh, but, but that inability to control the situation. I, I think that we like to be in control and and. Not being able to control the situation has has an impact on us. I remember when uh, the numbers were ramping up with the coronavirus, the news report said that there were guns being bought up in, in large numbers. I said to my wife, well, what are they going to do, shoot the virus? So, But we are living in times and experiencing things that cannot be controlled. We cannot, we cannot control this virus or be in control of many other circumstances that we are confronted with. We can't feel it, we can't see it, we can't hear it, we can't touch it. No wonder people's nerves are frayed, patience is flimsy, peace is failing and calm is fading. Fear is real, and whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, this coronavirus and the events around our world that are, that, that are affecting us, they're here. So what, what shall we do? What shall we do? I would submit to you that there is another side to fear. The Bible recognizes both types of fear and addresses them throughout Scripture. The biblical definition of fear, and that's the one that I want us to use today, the biblical definition of fear in essence is to rev reverence God, to give him honor and respect and to behold him with awe and obedience. It is to cower in his presence with dread and terror in anticipation of his displeasure. You don't want to displease God. So it is a respectful fear. It is an honorable fear. It takes the sense whereby one defers to God for life's decisions. And in every choice, you take it to, to the Lord. In other words, 
our focus, our attention, our mindset, our thought processes are turned toward him and him alone. So I would submit to you that in the midst of the coronavirus and at the core of the social unrest that is ravaging our country and parts of the world, and amid the natural disasters that we're facing, God is speaking. God is saying something to us. He has a message for us. And all of these things are not coincidental. They have a, they have a plan, which is God's plan. They have a purpose, which is God's purpose. And he has a message for us that he wants us to hear. But it doesn't seem as though many people in the world are listening. I've heard too many times where people are saying, let's keep religion out of this, or let's not, let's not ascribe this to God. When indeed, I believe that God is at the core of all of these things happening. Why else would they all occur at the same time? So by way of encouragement, though, by way of inspiration, I want us to look at several scriptures, and I don't have time to, to delve deeply into all of them, but I want us to look at several scriptures that that I believe address this area of, of fear, and hopefully there will be some words of inspiration that, that, that you can take with you and that we can all come together and share with in our lives. And the first one is... Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And that says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I need y'all to give me a little biblical liberty here because I want to I want to illustrate what God has given us. He, he's not given us fear, but he has given us. Paul tells us he has given us power, love, and sound mind. God is omnipotent. We can agree on that, meaning he's all-powerful. And in that sense, Paul says that God has given us some power. Many of us, believers in God, we don't know how much power we have as a result of our relationship with God. He's given us power, power to withstand, power to overcome, power to endure. We can do more than we think we can because of our relationship with God in Christ. Then God is omnipresent. In essence, the Bible says God is love. And so Paul says, he's not only given us power, he's given us love. We have the, the ability to love because of God. God has shown us his love, and he's proven his love toward us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God has shown us his love, and he's proven his love toward us, because he's omnipresent. And then, and then God is omniscient. He knows everything. And if he knows everything and has, has put everything together, because he created everything and he created us, he made us, and he's given us a sound mind because of our relationship with him. The reason you can think through some things in a because you have a relationship with him is because of a sound mind. He's omni, omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's omniscient. 
All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Proverbs 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Now, I chose this particular verse on purpose as opposed to uh, the one in Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because there's, there's there's something I want I want to point out to you. It, it's sort of a um, a thing of mine, but I, I just want to point it out. But anyway, the verse verse says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to apply the knowledge you have the right way. The knowledge you have to apply that the right way, and it says a good understanding." All they that do his commandments. So when you're applying what you know the right way, when you're in relationship with him, you're doing what he has commanded you to do. It evokes a response of praise. And I call I call a lot of times. Uh, what people say uh, call praise, people, let's come praise and praise and praise. You're going to praise through all of these different problems and areas of life and this and that and every time. Sometimes I believe that's empty praise because when they walk out, their circumstances are the same. But when you're in a relationship with God and you understand and you're doing what God commands you to do in walking with him, the praise is real because you can see the evidence of God working in your life. That's why I chose that chose that verse just to get just to get to the praise part because I believe in real, true, genuine praise. All right, it gets even better. It gets even better. Proverbs fourteen verse twenty six. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Now, we've already looked at some some key gifts, I'll call them, that God has bestowed upon us. His power, love, sound mind, and wisdom. And, and, and all this comes as a result of our fear or focus on God and this confidence as we as we exercise our power and and our love by focusing on God we we can move through life confidently boldly because God is with us our focus and our attention are on him and it says his children shall have a place of refuge. And so the promise there is that God will protect us. We have an ark of safety granted us by God because of that relationship we have with him, because we have that confidence, that boldness, because we're focusing on him. That's the promise in that relationship. God will take care of us. He gives us that ark of safety. Then we'll, we'll let's look at Proverbs 15, verse 16. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. We've been taught uh, that more is better. But this verse seems to fly in the face of that because it says just the opposite. Better is little, little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and the trouble therewith. So in other words, what would it gain me to have great treasure and not be able to enjoy it? Because sometimes in order to keep the great treasure, it involves trouble or it involves discomfort 
an effort to keep it and hold on to it. But I'd rather be focused on the Lord. I'd rather have little and have peace than to be rich. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being rich, but if it causes me trouble, I'm not sure I really want to be there. But I'd rather be peaceful with my mind set on the Lord. Then um, let's look at Proverbs 3, verse 7, which, which says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Now, this, this has a particular uh, uh, meaning in that we like to see things our way. We like to see things through our own eyes. We like to solve problems through our own eyes. That's why I said earlier that there are people in the media who are saying, let's keep religion out of this situation today. Let's look at this. Let's try to solve it through science. And science has a part in it. But but even when we start to look at all of the issues that confront us, we want to, de to determine them and we want to identify them and solve them in man's way instead of focusing and referencing God and solving them his way. And that, Solomon says, leads us to evil. If we look at things from God's way, we can solve our problems in a better way. So, so don't be wise in your own eyes, but look at things through, uh, through God's eyes. There are a lot of smart people in the world today, smart in their own way, but not smart in the ways of God. So, but Solomon over in the book of Ecclesiastes, I knew I was going to say that, Ecclesiastes, I've been, I've been messing that word up all, all week, but in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 12, verse 13, he, he sums it up for us. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Solomon says, I have been given all of the material wealth all of the sensual pleasures of the world. God has endowed me with so many things, everything a man could ever want to tickle his fancy. But I've come to the conclusion that life, that's the whole matter, he says, life revolves around reverencing God and keeping his commandments. Now, You've seen that a few times before. We talked about commandments up here, and in in, uh, in in one of the first scriptures we looked at up there, talked about keeping God's commandments. This is not a legalistic list of commandments that that Solomon is talking about. He's talking about in that fear of God, is having a thought process, a mindset that is focused on God that says, I'm going to do everything that God wants me to do. Because if, if he says it, that's what I need to do. If that's the way I need to exhibit my love, the way God says love, that's what I need to do. If that's the way I need to show or, or do or exhibit my uh, spiritual gift, that's the way God wants me to do it. That's what fearing God means, is reverencing him, following him, giving him honor and respect. That's the commandment. He, he has commanded us to live in a way. Now, let me, let me, see, let me explain it this way. Doing things that look like God. 
That's what keeping his commandments means. Doing things that look like God. There are certain things that God won't do. There are certain things that God won't say. There are certain ways that God won't act. And so if you're going to reverence him, if you're going to fear him, if you're going to keep his commandments, you do things that look like God. All right. And and, and, and then let's, let's go over here to Isaiah. This is this is a beautiful scripture here. Uh, uh, Isaiah says that this is this is God speaking. And he says, fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. There are five promises in this verse. God says, don't fear. I am with you. My presence is with you. I promise to be with you. He says, be not dismayed. Don't be upset. I am your God. I want to have a personal relationship with you. This is an individual relationship. I want to be your God. You have no reason to be afraid. I will strengthen you in your weakness, in your time of Trouble, trouble and travail, I will give you strength because he's already shown, shown us earlier that he's given us power. He says, I will strengthen you. And when you're feeling helpless and hopeless, I will give you help. That's what God will do for us. And then the, the wonderful thing about it, he says, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Who do we know is more righteous than our God? And he says, I will lift you up with the right hand of my righteousness, the power side. I will, with, I will lift you up and uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. Isn't that good news? That is, that is wonderful news, that God will, will help us. He will strengthen us. He will be with us. He wants to have a personal relationship with us. And, and, and he will uphold us with his right hand of righteousness. And, and this, this last passage I have here, Jesus says, in Matthew uh, 10, verse 28, Jesus says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This has salvation written all over it. It has eternity written all over it. Jesus is simply saying that no matter what happens here on earth, there, there's a question of eternity at stake. Your soul is really the thing which is at stake. You can't control the things that are here, here on earth. There are there are people, there are elements that you can't control, there are events that will happen that you can't control, but if you trust in me, he says, you can have eternal life. And so what happens here is that when we have a relationship with God through Christ, we can deal with eternity. We can have an entree to eternity because God has provided a way to eternity through Christ for us. 
And that's what really matters as we're dealing with the events of this world today. No matter what happens, God has given us a way to survive. God has given us a way to thrive. God has given us a means by which we can make it through anything that happens through Christ. And, and so when, when apprehension and anxiety assail you, call on the Lord. When agitation and alarm attack you, call upon the name of the Lord. When consternation and confusion try to constrict you, call upon the Lord. When distress and and depression dare to dampen your spirit, call upon the Lord. When dread and dismay decide to determine your direction, call upon the Lord. When fear and fright fancy that they want to follow you, call upon the Lord. When horror and hopelessness try to hamper your harmony, call upon the Lord. When panic and life's pressure try to put you in a painful place, call upon the Lord. When terror and trepidation try to trail you, simply call upon the Lord. He is willing to help us. He's willing to strengthen us. He is willing to give us his power, his love, his strength, his confidence, and his wisdom. We are equipped to withstand anything that confronts us through the power of our God. So hopefully, everybody, we've shared something with you today that you can take with you. Hopefully, you've gotten a new confidence, a new boldness because of your relationship with, with the Lord. All it's, it's simply saying is focus on him. Reference, reverence him, give him the respect and honor that he's due, and it will make a difference in your life. Don't fear what's happening around us, because we can't control that, but fear God, and he will do you good. So, by way of benediction, I want to call us to a word of prayer again. Eternal God, how we bless your name. How we thank you, Lord, for this time of sharing. And Lord, we know we're not in our normal situation, our normal habitat. But Lord, we understand that you have to let your voice be heard. We know that you have to do the things that you need to do in order to call us to attention. So we honor you. We bless your name, Lord. We step back and let you have your way in this world. But we know that you can keep us. We know that you can protect us. We know that you can guide us. So we just give you praise and glory and honor because you and you alone can give us what we need. However, Life works out for us, Lord. We want you to get the glory in our lives. So we ask for your blessings. We ask for your peace, your power, and your protection. And Lord, we thank you for all of these who joined in to share with us today, Lord. We ask it all in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so, Matt, yes, I don't sir. know. We, I think we still have a little time left. I don't know if people want to share. I, I'm, I, I hope we said something that was encouraging today. I don't know if people want to have a moment just to, to share. For sure. We have about 15 minutes, so no, we can definitely do that. Hi, 
This is Paula Weiss in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, normally, I would. Hi, Paula. Hi, I'm so glad to hear from you. And thank you so much for these words of encouragement. And I mean, you just hit it on the button on the nose with the fear. I mean, it's just so scary right now. I am here with um, Reverend Surly Scholes from Corcoran, California, too. He is on my phone and we've been listening together. So um, I, I want to tell you, I didn't make it last year and hopefully we'll all be together next year. But this has been wonderful and thank you. And I don't know if uh, Lee wants to say anything or not. Do you, Lee? Thank you. I'm going to get off for somebody else. Do you want me to mute myself? Thank you. I got it. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Hannah. And this is my first convention. And I've Welcome. Welcome. So Welcome, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you. And I want to a prayer request. I just got diagnosed with my second cancer just a few weeks ago. Is that it, Hannah? And then I have cool news as I've been stressed for a very long time, over one year, and I just moved into a new apartment because the old apartment stressed me out. So that now I'm done. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. And we will we will put you on our prayer list. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Sarah, you should have something on your screen asking you to unmute. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sarah Freeman. And I too, <laughs> this is my first convention and I have just been blessed by a powerful, powerful word. I could not take this opportunity to say thank you for allowing God to use you to share those words of encouragement. I would like to ask if you could share that passage that you read toward the end that sounded like an acrostic or had all the different examples of how we need to trust in God. If you could perhaps share that with us, it was very, very powerful and reminding. And again, thank you. Yeah, I think that was Isaiah 41.10. No, when you were reading uh, dread and dismay and not allow that to discourage you, trust that portion. You remember? Oh, yeah. That's you, original. What? That's, that's original. <laughs> <laughs> that's original. <laughs> well, put, a, put a copyright on it and share. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. I know that lady. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Gina, you should have something on your screen asking you to unmute. I'd like to thank you for the message. Um, I live about 19 miles where, from where a major illegal protest takeover is happening up in Seattle. And they cleared it the other day. The police moved in and cleared it. But protesters are still protesting. And last night, um, or the night before, I guess it was, um, uh, someone drove into a crowd of protesters. Two people were struck, one person died. And I say all this to say that I would like prayer for the situation up here. I'm sure it's probably the same in other parts of the country, but since I live here, I can tell you it's, it's pretty stressful. I hear you on that one. Uh, every time we hear something going on in the state of Washington, we, we do lift, lift the state up in prayer. We have a a granddaughter who's in the military in the state of Washington. So uh, 
we, we are we are constantly monitoring things that are happening there. So we we do and we will continue to pray for the state of Washington. All right, thank you, Gina. Ray, you should have something on your screen asking you to unmute. Got it. Uh, Michael, good morning. Um, thank Ray you Campbell. for. Yes, sir. I am here. Um, I, I, I thank you, as others have said, for that wonderful message. Um, I think what I took away from it is that God is going to give us all this. Give, give me the strength and the wisdom and all that you said to understand to understand what's happening around us and to help in whatever ways that I can to resolve it and try to make the to help him make the world a better place. And so that's really what I took away from the your message this morning. So just wanted to thank you for sharing and encouraging. Thank you, Ray. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Narrell, you should be unmuted and get to go. Uh, hey. Um, can you hear me, guys? Yes. Okay. Um, well, you know, I just want to really thank you for the message, and I just want to say a word of encouragement. You know, during this time of fear and anxiety, you know, God's with you, you know. You know, and, you know, just pray, and, you know, just have a prayer, and, you know, uh, you know, um, James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to the God, visits the doubt where you shall flee. And a lot of times, you know, the same try to you know, try to tempt us, and we just want to, you know, we just want to rely on the Lord and His salvation and His faith to just carry us through. You know, and and by the way, this is message was exactly what I needed to hear. So, thank you. Awesome, thank you, Narrow. Candice, you should have something on your screen asking you to unmute. Good morning, Michael. Thank you Candace so much Griffin. for that beautiful message. <laughs> yes, how are you? I haven't seen you since 2018. <laughs> no. Um, but thank you for that message. I really needed to hear that. You know, you've known me since I was 14 years old, and you know how social I am, and this has really been hard for me. And um, it's hard for me to watch the news and I'll just sit there and watch the news and then I'll just sit there and pray and you know your words this morning were very encouraging well thank you Candace and I hope hope you're doing well and we'll continue to pray for you okay thank you Candace Chris you should have something on your screen asking you to unmute I think that this was a beautiful a beautiful message and um, I just thank you Reverend Garrett for giving it to us I, I think I'm unmuted. You are unmuted. I am. Yeah. Anyway, I do thank you for giving us this beautiful message. You really laid it out beautifully. And I tend to be a worrier. And so when little things go wrong, I spin out of control. But I find this morning, as I was praying before the before this uh, um, church, uh, the the church service. I find that somehow or other something opened up in me in the relationship between me and God and it and I thank God for it something began to change and I'm just very thankful for it and thank you for kind of confirming that so that's what I had to say thank you thank you Chris all right Hi, you are coming on as iPhone, but there should be something on your screen asking you to unmute. Hello, Michael. Um, Hello. I just I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate your message for yes, <laughs> <laughs> message of uh, uh, basically hope. Uh, I know uh, for me this time reminds me of when I lost my sight. You know, I didn't know what the future was going to hold and. What was going to happen next and i think it's important to hear the the fact that fear shouldn't sway us so we should be able to move forward and i appreciate that thanks well thank you artist say hello to kevin will do <laughs> <laughs> okay 
you. Pam, you should have something on your screen asking you to unmute. I just wanted to thank you this morning for your words of encouragement. I'm just about to jump over to my local service. Amazing to that we can hopscotch all over the country, all over the world with uh, technology now. But um, what a wonderful message this morning, especially considering the times we're living in. And I pray that God would continue to bless your work, Michael. Do, do you pastor a church now? No, I'm an, I'm an associate minister at our, at our church. So I, I serve in a, in a couple of ministries, but wow. not, not a pastor. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Well, keep, keep doing what you're doing and keep up the good work in ACB. I know you're on a lot of committees and stuff like that. And um, just I just want to thank you for letting God use you as, as he will. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you, Pam. Um, Reverend Garrett, there are only a couple of minutes left, so I don't know if you had any closing remarks you wanted to say, or we could take more questions, whichever you prefer. Well, uh, I wanted to I wanted to lift up. I, I, I didn't want to stop people from talking, but I wanted to lift up some of the prayer requests that that we had. So, so let me just take a. a Let's take one more call. Do we, do we have enough time for one more? Yes, yes, we do. Awesome. No problem. Area code 205, you're unmuted and good to go. Yes, Michael, this is Penny Moss. I used to know hey, you when Penny. I lived. Yes, and I knew you when I lived in Texas. And right. I also knew when you, when you went through a great tragedy in your life. And I just want you to know I am so happy about the way God has used you since that time, and I, you know, your message meant a lot to me because of what I knew about you and had experience with you, and I just thank you for what you're doing, and I really encourage you, and thank you for your message. Thank you, Penny. All right, thank you, Penny. Do we have a minute? We do. All right, just quickly, I want to, I want to, I want to offer a word of prayer for our prayer request. God, our Father, we thank you for these who've joined us, and we we, we lift up to you, Lord, those who've asked for prayer. Some are are gripped with worry. Some are dealing with sickness and illness, and all manner of problems. Lord, we have all kinds of things that are confronting us in our lives. We just ask, oh, Lord, that you would lift us up, that you would strengthen us, keep us, hold us, and touch each situation, Lord, in the way you see fit. Let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Garrett. Well, thank you, Nat. And thanks to everybody who's joined us today. And uh, God bless everybody and keep focusing on him. All right. Thank you, everyone.